بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وآله وصحبه وجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته How are you guys doing today? السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته So tell us Tell us here brother What will we be talking about in today's episode? So we're talking about uh, What brought us closer to Islam and like our the way our life experiences had an effect up upon that you know the plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in guiding us back towards him and finding um the uh, the mercy of Allah and the guidance of Allah and the power of dua and how it, all of these things played a role in us being like where we are today essentially that's Allah. beautiful i'll address the first question well, first the wait, one wait. about what made us closer to islam <laughs> You know, you mean you? Because <laughs> you can't speak for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I was just restating the question. Dude, go ahead, man. <laughs> <laughs> for me, ironically, allow me to finish before you interrupt me. Well, well, it's. I hear a lot of waffling. You know, human beings were very. We have the ability to ask the question "Why?" Mm -hmm. and that's something that's not that's not like common without other life forms. We have the ability to question "Why?" Why am I doing this? Why am I here? Why are you ugly? Why am I handsome? We have the ability to ask why. And, and then it all leads back. <laughs> it all leads back to like, you know, our creator, subhanAllah. And th th that for me, it just made me get close to my religion. I know no matter what, I'll always have my, like the answer to my whys are with the one who created me in the first place. I say that's that's a good answer for right now, but you have to think back to who you were before. What you know? What sparked the interest to learn about Islam, to start praying, to start making dua, to understand that you know Allah is your Lord and that He is one, and that the last day is true. Even though you were born Muslim, you still had to find Allah. So what what did it take then? See, right now you're you're giving an easy answer. The answer that you're giving right now is like the answer that you feel right now. But what did you feel then? Mm. Like that 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 sparked your interest. Like the thing that changed in your heart. You know. Um, that changed your heart from a diseased heart to a heart that's guided by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I got you. I got you. No problem. No problem. So here, talking about myself here, obviously, you know, I was born into a Muslim family and I grew up Muslim, right? But I wasn't necessarily always practicing my religion, right? And I, obviously, I grew up around you two, right? We, we used to always, you know, talk, hang out, et cetera, right? We used to always play video games together. But, you know, we weren't necessarily, you know, you know religious, Right. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we, we still had that, you know, sense of Islam in us. Like, you know, don't 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 go drink, don't go smoke, don't go to the parties and you know, these types of things. Right. Like, you know, we had we had some sort of, you know, of guidance. Right. But, you know, we we're still on, you know, Jahiliya. Right. Mm -hmm. And. You know, just whenever like we started seeking knowledge, especially like you, you know, you two, you guys were, were seeking knowledge. Now I felt myself falling behind. I was like, hold on, hold on. Like, you know, this, this is my religion right here. Like, you know, I, I got to start taking it more seriously. Mm -hmm. And the more, and then that's when I started to go and learn more about my religion. Right. And what, and, and so doing that, that, that always increased my faith because it, you know, it goes back to what you said. It answers, it answers my questions about life, right. That, you know, I wasn't necessarily thinking about before because I was so distracted by everything else. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a good way to put it. Like it answered the questions that we had about life. Like when I think about it, I was in a position where in my life, I didn't feel fulfilled. Like there was a lot of things that, you know, I did, but everything fun was short lived. Mm -hmm. You know, the fun I was having was temporary and, you know, life in itself was not feeling like 
it was complete. I just felt like something was missing. And, you know, the thing that was missing was, you know, the connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like, I could never enjoy my life to the fullest extent without Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, you know, like you said, yeah, I, we weren't inclined to ever go to parties or to smoke or to drink, even if we were... Uh, even though we were ignorant to lots of aspects of Islam, like we were lacking in a lot of knowledge because obviously we were young and stuff like that. And at the time, you know, with our experience, a lot of our knowledge was given to us by our parents. You know, the issue with that is, you know, even though, you know, some parents will have knowledge of Islam, they're not necessarily, they're not a sheikh, they're not a scholar, they're not the Quran and they're not the Sunnah. You know, they may represent aspects of these things, but they in itself are not that. And they are not qualified to teach you of that unless they are themselves a scholar. And they're recognized by the ulama like as a scholar or a sheikh and these types of things. But our parents were not that. So what they taught us, they could only teach us so much. And the thing is, retaining that knowledge is not like the same way in school where I'm going there five days a week for six, seven, eight hours to sit there and learn about these subjects. I wasn't doing that. You know, I was only taking the lessons that they were giving me throughout my life. Meaning these Islamic lessons were not happening every single day. They were happening within periods of time. And obviously, yeah, we also went to the masjid. We learned there as well. But that wasn't every day either. Yeah. So that's where the ignorance came in. And like life always just felt like it was lacking. I tried to fill the yeah. void by playing sports, being an athlete. And although I still love playing sports today, it's a lot more fun and it's a lot less like... And even with the competitiveness of being uh, playing a sport, I still understand who my creator is. Like I still am able to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when I play now. But then it wasn't so much as that. It was more like, I just want to be the best. I just want to be the best. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be the best. It wasn't like, like Allah helped me be the best. You know, Allah guide me. I, uh, like may Allah allow me to be the best that I can to mm -hmm. attain like the skills that I want that if they're beneficial for me. I wasn't thinking if they were beneficial for me. Like these types of, these types of thoughts always used to run through my mind, especially after... Like I sought the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because I was able to realize like where my life was headed had I not found Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, I think that's what people who have asked us for this type of episode are thinking about. Like, how, how did you look at your life before you found Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Yeah, and like, let me let me give you another example, right? So like even like throughout, you know, high school, right? I always knew I never want to be the type of person to work a regular job, right? Now, like this is this has nothing to do with, with Islam right now, right? So I'd always try and research ways on how to get rich, business models, et cetera, right? Because I wanted to be self-sufficient. You know, I didn't want to have to depend on anybody. And like, you know, like I said, I wasn't necessarily practicing Muslim at the time, right? But, you know, I, I'd start like, you know, trying to seek knowledge in, in, in business and, in, you know, entrepreneurship and learning from, you know, other successful entrepreneurs, right? And like, it just got to a point where it's just like, this will only take me so far. Like, I want this, I, I was a Muslim, so I was like, you know, I, I, want, I want this this journey to have blessings, right? So I was like, all right, I'm already seeking knowledge. Let me expand my knowledge even more. And like I said, or especially when I was around you too, like, you know, sometimes I felt like my knowledge was, was lacking. So I was like, all right, you know, I, I got to really lock in. I want to be the best person all around, right? So mm -hmm. I don't want to be lacking in my religion. I don't want to be lacking in, you know, in business or anything like that. So, you know, I, I really committed to being like, you know, like the ultimate, the ultimate human being. So, you know, I, I, and by that, you know, knowledge, knowledge is power. You know, I went and I had to go and I, I, I was seeking knowledge, right? And I saw like a lot of the principles in Islam is, is what makes a successful person. A lot of these uh, entrepreneurs, they bring up, you know, from their success stories. These are all things taught in Islam, like surround yourself with good people or uh, be, be grateful for what you have. You know, you know, th things like that, you know, th things will come. And a lot of it is Islam already answered. And it's just like, you know, subhanAllah.
you know the crazy I thing? I had I had everything right in front of me. The crazy thing that you're that you just said about that is that these people, like these entrepreneurs per se, they had to find these out over time throughout their life. But mm-hmm. Islam will teach you it right then and there. Like of you course. won't have to live a life of 80 years to figure out, oh, surround yourself with good people or um like listen to your elders, like um follow a plan, like be goal-oriented, understand like that Islam is gonna teach you these things, but you have to you have to be willing to learn it. That, 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 and that's literally what the entrepreneurs brought up. They said, guys, I went through all these things so that my business could be successful. It took me years on years on years. But if I can tell you what I went through, it'll shorten your success. You know, the time it'll take for you to be successful. So it may have, it may have took me 10 years to figure out, to figure out a way. But since I know, I know, I know the journey, I know the struggle me, and me telling you, it could only take you about six months to a year now, you know, instead of you taking 10 years, just like me. Right. Because, you know, I, I can give you a list of things to avoid. I can give you a list of things to do. Right. So, you know, you don't have to go through the same problems. Right. And of course the Quran lays out this, uh, the same type, the same type of thing. We see what the happened material. to the people before we, you know, we see that, you know, we have everything laid out right in front of us. Right. You know, a wise, you know, a wise man once said a smart man learns from his mistakes, but a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. Mm, and Islam that, like, you know, th- this concept is heavy. Like Allah always tells us to look at the people before or to look at people who are dead. Like, you know, where we are going. Islam answers, answers the three questions. Uh, where did we come from? What's our purpose? And where are we going? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they, n- nothing else will fill this. Oh. Not a single thing. And that's what that's what it did, did for me. Like me, I never, I'm still young. So I, I can't like look back at my life and say, oh, this was the point of definite change. But over time, it always, as like I grew life experiences, it's always those reality checks and it always comes in the most like weirdest ways possible. I'll be looking out the window and I'll see a cloud and I'll be like, what the hell? <laughs> Why, what, the, what am I looking at here? And I, or sometimes I'll walk, I'll walk outside to go and like retrieve something and I'll look at my hands and I'll open and close. Like, I'm like, yeah, like how, you know, how I'm do like, I have control? Like, like, like I'm really real. It's, it's crazy. I'll be like, I'm, I'm, I'm the realest this, out. You this know? this <laughs> reality. I'll be like, man. So, and then I'll just be like, man, so Panala is crazy. And then, just and then just for me, it just clicks in my mind. You know, I know there's a creator. I know he's. I know he's the ever living Hayyun Qayyum, and I know I have to worship him. And I know for and I always for me, it was uncertainty. I never like I could take a test and I could study as hard as I want for that test, but like me, like I would always wait and like I'll be uncertain in my result. And it was like I was lacking like something to have reliance upon. And that a look like like knowing that there's a creator gave me that I have trust. Knowing that my struggles like here won't go for nothing. Like if I if I studied for a test and then I failed, I'd be like, and I didn't believe in Allah, I'd be like, dang, I'm just a failure. I'm like, the heck. But like I believe in Allah, I'd be like, and I made and that that will move on to our next topic. Like, and I'll make du'a for something, or if I granted it or I'm not granted it. Either way, my du'a that du'a that I made was so beneficial to me. Like I can't even comprehend it. Why? Because there is no du'a that goes unanswered, or uh, there's no du'a that goes unresponded to. Like that, like unresponded to, because Allah will answer your your du'a. Maybe the answer is no, but if, maybe He'll grant you something different from it. Maybe He'll avert from you like a, a trial or a tribulation. Maybe He'll give give you something even better on the day of judgment. Yeah. You ask for a Lambo, He gives you Bugatti on the day. I like of I like what you said about the the certainty, like the uncertainty is like uh, like studying for a test. Like that's how I started approaching tests after like um like the way I I approach my life whenever I had Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala with me is that. I was like, okay, if I fail a test, like, you know, call it Allah. Like, it, it's, yeah. it's the plan of Allah. Like, you understand? Even if I study, if I don't study, I'm sitting here like, it's on me. It's okay. Like, this is not, it was not meant for me to, to 
um, pass this test at this time. Like, you know, something else will happen that's better than this. Or if I, uh, if I, if I suffer some sort of like larger calamity, I understand like this is going to be short lived. It's going to be temporary. It's not going to go on forever because that's when you can start thinking about stories of prophet, like the story of prophet Ayyub alayhi salam, like his, his illness did not run forever or uh, the tyranny of Fir'aun, it didn't last forever upon the people of Musa alayhi salam. Like they eventually they were given victory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, going back to what I was saying before, I had that sense in religion in me where it's just like, you know, with certain things, of course, you know, I remember to say Alhamdulillah after certain things, but you know, it wasn't necessarily like doing like all the things that, you know, Muslims should be doing. So like, you know, for example, right, like, I'd still get like Islamic reminders. Like, let's say I had TikTok, I had Instagram, right? And every once in a while, I'd see like some sort of Islamic video. I'd watch it. Cause you know, at that time, it felt really haram to skip any Islamic reminder. So I'd sit there and I'd watch it. And I was watching a video and it was talking about how if you're grateful to Allah, Allah will always increase you. You don't even need to say Alhamdulillah. Like, if you, if you just show the gratitude in your heart to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you're grateful for what you have, Allah will always increase you. I was just like, you know, this is something that I believe in. So, you know, I, I did, you know, after that video, especially, I was just like, I'm going to take this gratitude to 100, to my heart, 100%. And it's just like, you know, after that, I was tested and I was given and I was given better than what I, what I, uh, what was taken away from me in those tests. And it's just like, you know, subhanAllah, everything just plays out. Like when you actually trust in what Allah has, 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 has said, you know, you, you'll, you'll see the result, you know, whether that be in this life or the next life, but yeah, I'll, the, the point of the deen is to give you the best life in this life and the next life. Mm-hmm. So you, you'll never lose. You can't lose. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's actually, that's so beneficial because like when I think about it, I just thought of um, a time in my life where I was like, where I was so backed into a corner with all the ex- things I was going through in life that I, there was nothing I could do except pray. And at the moment, I wasn't thinking about praying, but I was sitting here like, you know, there's nothing else for me to do. I, like, I might as well pray. I have to pray. I have to, I have to, I need answers. Like I need answers to something. And I I started praying. And from then on, like, I just literally fell in love with praying to the point where I was like, I, I just don't even want to stop. Like the only thing I wanted to do was pray at one point in time. I was like, you know, I just want to keep my head on the floor. And the more that I did it, the more that I tried to do more, like, like it went from praying, you know, the five prayers every single day to making sure that they were literally at the moment that the, uh, I done, like, that I heard the Adhan to praying Sunnah prayers, to praying Tahajjud, to praying Istikhara, to praying mm-hmm. like to praying every single type of prayer that I could uh, that I could think of that was part of the Sunnah, even Nafil prayers, and that brings us into like speaking about Dua, like how how did how does Dua help us? How did it help me? And um, one like one instance of of Dua is like this is obviously going to be subjective. Like this whole episode is subjective. Doesn't prove obviously. Islam. Like you yeah. know this this right here is just our our own personal yeah. experience. What well, proves Islam for us basically? So once one thing I could speak about for Dua, like I might have more, but right now I could say that there was a time where you know I was going through it, man. I was like I was sad. I was mad. Like there was every emotion that you could think of was running through my mind except for happiness. There was no happiness going on with me. And the one thing I didn't give up on was my prayer. And the one thing that I turned to was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There, this was a time where I was going through something and uh, like everything in my life felt like it was going bad. And I didn't go to my family. I didn't go to my brothers. I didn't go to like anybody. I didn't go to my friends. I didn't tell nobody nothing. Nobody even knew anything was wrong with me. Like I just, I wore a smile on my face. I was basically wearing a mask the entire time. Mm-hmm. And then I made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
And from then on, like, it just felt like there was nothing ever wrong. Like, this, I, I can't remember what I said in the dua, obviously. But what happened was that it felt like there was a light projecting off of me. Like, you see how we got these lights on in the house right now? Like, this is how it felt. It just felt like these lights were just radiating off of me. Like, you, you know how the day of judgment, the believers, they will have they light have illuminating light from them? Yeah. That's how it felt. Obviously, that's not what it looked like, but that's how it felt. It just felt like there was, like, my my heart was in a position where I was taken care of no matter what was going on. All right, here, I'll give you an, an example of myself. In middle school, you know... <laughs> Like this, this is this is a very rough time. Like <laughs> he was, bro, that, that smart wasn't even praying five times a day. <laughs> like, look, like one thing I did struggle with was procrastination and laziness, right? And I could see the difference in the times when I was praying my prayers. Whenever my mom told me to go pray, I was getting good grades in school. I was well behaved. I was disciplined. And then when I stopped, you know, I was I was addicted to the video games. My mom would tell me to pray. I'd tell her, you know. I will later, 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 and later, later just always turn to later, and then later turn to never. You know, it, it, it always, it was always such a big problem. Like you could just see the difference in my life then. So then, you know, I, as I got older, I think back to these times, just like you know, th these things weren't for no reason. It's like you know, everything happens for a reason, and every time I did turn to Allah or I did turn to what my religion has to say, it it was always a benefit for me. It's like you know, I never lost anything. Subhanallah. For me, yeah. Do I is like, it's like my, it's like my bow and arrow, and I'm the green arrow. It's like I never, I never miss. I'm just like Jimmy B from oh, Jimmy, here, bro. Let me, like, it's, it's, it's like a bullseye. It's, every like, time, it's like it's not, it's not even that. Like, oh, I make duas. Like, something sometimes like your, your duas won't come to fruition here. Yeah, but it's the, it's the belief that you're being heard. That that's what I love. That yeah, yeah. that someone is, someone's actually listening to you. Or here's here. Let me give you an example of a dua right that I made. You know. I was pulled over one day, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I was, <laughs> no, this is not the time with you guys. This is the oh, time by myself. Is, I was by myself. So I was driving home from work and I was driving the speed limit. I had cruise control on. I was chilling. And, you know, I was just driving and then a cop, cop gets behind me. Right. And he's just following me and he's following me for a while now. I'm just like, dude, like what's going on? Then I see a second cop pull out behind him and, and now they're both following me. And this is like, what? 3 a.m. or 2.30 a.m. Mm -hmm. And then they stopped me. Cop comes up to me and he says, you know, he's like, you know, I pulled you over. I'm like, no, well, like, why'd you pull me over? He says, for your window tint. And I'm like, okay. Uh, so I give, him my, I give him my credentials. He goes back, he runs my stuff. And it, this is like towards the end of the month. And they say usually towards the end of the month, like cops write the most tickets, right? So, you know, he comes back and he says, you know what, man, I'm just going to let you. And I was in the car, right? I was praying to Allah. I said, yeah, yeah, like, Allah, like, you know, I'm, I'm innocent here. Like, <laughs> like, like, you know, I'm not trying to get a ticket right now. But <laughs> he comes back. He says, you know, my printer is not working. So I'm just going to I'm just going to let you go. It's just fine. kind of love, like. <laughs> I'm just like, after that, like, you know, my, my dua was hurt. Because <laughs> oh, in the in, I remember in the moment, I was like, Allah, you are all here. You hear you, you hear me right now, and you know what my situation is right now. Mm -hmm. And you know, alhamdulillah, I was accepted oh, in the moment. Like, so when life puts you in the belly of the whale, <laughs> all the one who can hear you is Allah. Yeah. You know, the beneficial thing about that is that you call call Allah by his names. One of the best things that you could do when making dua is call Allah by his names. Like I remember um what you like what like what you said earlier. Man, uh, speaking about when you make dua, it's the the idea that you're being heard by Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala by the the everlasting. Yeah, it's not that, it's not that you're being heard by Fulan. It's not that you're heard, being heard by like your neighbor. It's I don't care if my neighbor hears me. I care that someone who can actually help me hears me. Yeah, and it's it's the fact that you know when Allah hears you dua, 
dua, you making that dua, you put that reliance upon Allah, you show Allah that you need him and only him and that he is the everlasting. Whether whether your your family hears you making dua because you're screaming it, it doesn't matter because they they have no control over it. Like they can't do anything about what your dua is asking. And it's also the you know, the feeling inside your heart that the clarity that you get when you make the dua because you know like you were just heard and that you you will receive an answer from Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala whether it is in your favor or it is it's going to uh relieve you of something later or if it's going to bring you something better in the future you know that that type of security that you have you only have that when you have Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala and only the muslim can speak about this type of experience because we understand that you know our our reward is here and in the hereafter as well but here just 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 look at the significance of this when you when you when you make dua it is always heard right and you know it could be granted for you in this life or the next life why wouldn't you want to sit here and spam dua like you know all, like all day just, yeah, yeah, just spamming real, imagine imagine your life can go from 100 trials and tribulations to one to, to five <laughs> yeah. like you know imagine you were meant to be tried for your whole life but you you constantly make dua and you know your your duas that the things that you're asking for aren't always accepted but yeah you got you know you're not going through as many things as as you should be or you know calamities were were avoided or you know and it's that reliance upon Allah. That's that's what makes you, that's what makes someone certain. That's what makes someone walk into the room and know that no one's gonna touch him. Why? Because his reliance upon Allah is through the roof. Yeah, like I give, I give you an example of like you know one time you know I was being threatened, right? Mm -hmm. This is at school, right? And you know I walk outside and like the this is this is of course now like when I'm when you know I started learning about Allah more and more. I'm just like, dude. If the whole nation was after me and Allah did not will for them to hurt me, they cannot do anything and vice versa. If the whole nation wanted to protect me and Allah, Allah wanted to, to punish me, then, you know, it, it'll happen. So, you know, I put my trust in Allah. I'm just like, you know what, you know, these people, they can't hurt me without the will of Allah. So <laughs> that's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said about the Prophet if he had made up anything uh, of the Quran. He said that like he would have seized him and none of you would have been able to protect him from uh, protect him from the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you know, one thing, one thing speaking about like uh violence basically is before like I know that before Islam, or even if I was not one who was fearing of Allah, I'd obviously be someone who's like, okay, I'd be ready to fight in any situation, basically, just because, you know, that's the that's the masculinity of a man. They want to feel dominant. They want to be propensity of a man. Yeah, they want to be able to feel like that they're above other men, basically, especially if they have a woman and they want to show that they can protect them. And but for me, being a God fearing man, I can sit here and I can get into a situation and I can de-escalate it because I'm like, you know, it's not worth it. This is not worth my my iman because the anger. That kills your iman. It's good because you're not going to uh, remember Allah in that moment. You're going to think about the anger that you have towards a, a certain situation or a certain person. Mm -hmm. And that's where you start to do things that are rash and irresponsible. But when you fear Allah, it'll bring you back to earth. Like it'll level you and it'll humble you. That's what Islam brings. Islam brings the humbleness. You know, nothing nothing else will bring that humbleness. When you're, when you're angry and you're thinking about fighting someone, you're going to be cocky. You're going to be overconfident. And you're going to uh, overcompensate for your anger. You're going to try to destroy this person and make a statement like, yeah, don't you're ever gonna, mess with me again. You're going to say things that you didn't mean to say. You're going to you're going to hurt them in a way that you didn't mean to hurt them. Well, it's, it, like it, if you were thinking rationally and normally, you wouldn't you wouldn't do any of these. It's things. the beauty of Islam for me to walk away from any situation and say, I'm a God fearing man. Leave me alone. And then the, the, imagine that, that that's the end of it. But yeah. imagine if you were to give in to your desire and your anger and imagine if you were a weapon I mean, of mass destruction. And yeah, I give you another them. example of myself. Like I remember it was I was at work. 
So Ramadan, I'm fasting. Coworker, Allah, he was, he was testing me. <laughs> and like, you know, he he actually... I thought, he, I think we're locked up. He, he actually, <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. Like, he, he actually, like, he, he got me heated inside. But I said, Wallahi, the only thing that is stopping me from, from lashing out or hurting this man or saying something that I'm not supposed to be saying is the fact that I fear Allah and I'm fasting right now. Like and that is all you need. Literally, some people might think of that like, oh, so that's it? So otherwise you would have beat like yes. Like, what do you mean? Yes. Like what what else is stopping me? Yeah, exactly. People would be like, people be like, you know, the reason why I'm a calm person now is because I'm settled down with this girl now. Man, to hell with your girl, man. Your girl, <laughs> your girl was is not gonna be here forever. Yeah. Allah is Allah is everlasting. So if anything is to be a reason on why you do something, Allah is going to be the reason. Not your, not your mother, your, 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 your mother, woman, your woman, your kids, your whatever. You know, in th those things are are blessings from Allah. You know what? You know what's beautiful about these types of situations. One time I was in I was in the masjid, and I know it's a weird place to talk about altercation. I was in the masjid. There were two men. They had an altercation. They were arguing, and then everyone in the masjid turned around. Dude, I'm sitting down. I'm sitting down, crisscross applesauce, <laughs> and I look back over my shoulder. I'm like, like, because they just made adhan. So we're in between iqamas. There's people praying. Suddenly, so these two people they're arguing, and everyone looks. And then there's men rushing, and like they're the people that are arguing, but then. Like not even ten seconds into the altercation, people they start making, they start saying the statement. They start saying like, "Um, shaitan, like oh, seek refuge from the uh, from Satan. Remember Allah, mm -hmm. Allah, 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 Subhanallah. What are you do? Like they just all you hear is Allah's name being thrown yeah. around. I'm like, I'm like, man, he's got he's got spit in it. And then the same two people that were arguing, they went and they prayed together. <laughs> they went and prayed side by side. They prayed shoulder to shoulder. They went and prayed, and then they made up it right after. I was like, man, now that's what I'm talking about. See, when I think of situations that I've been in, like altercations, I'm sitting here like. I remember certain and I'm like, okay, this one, I could have avoided this. But there's obviously there's there's only probably like two where I was like, okay, see, I was in the right here because I was defending someone for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like in the moment I was sitting here like, yo, I can't let this person, um, like I was, I'm defending other people against someone else. So I'm like, basically it's like, it's like a situation of bullying. I'm not going to be a bystander. So I step up for someone else. In no, that no, situation, I did it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But then there's others where like, I could have avoided an entire altercation. And like, you know, you avoid the embarrassment, like either the embarrassment of you either getting beat up or the fact that you're gonna regret it later on. And I remember us being in a situation with all our friends and we, um, I'm the one who sat there like, yo, you have to remember Allah in this moment. Like fighting is not the, the situation that uh, is at play here. It should never be on your mind. Fighting should be the last thing on your mind. The Prophet took how many years until he actually had to, he put up the swords and the bow and arrows. Like he he took the the abuse for how many years until he was like okay you know what Allah instructed me to fight you guys so now I'm, now I'm gonna do it and and Allah will give you victory in that moment but when you chose to take things matters into your own hands then leave the the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa taala and like say okay I'm just gonna fight this person just because you know they're threatening me or whatever in a in a moment where you don't have to then don't be surprised if you lose because the one who fights in the cause of Allah they're never gonna lose. Because what you you kill him, you make him make him a shaheed. If you win, if you win the battle, you win the war. Then you know Islam prevails. Regardless, Islam prevails because you'll either prevail in the hereafter, you'll prevail here. Subhanallah. That's the remembrance and the reliance upon Allah Subhanahu wa Taala does to a man, fortifies them. See, and a woman fortifies them. It shaped us. It's protected us. It's guided us. If we were to seek honor through any other thing, Allah would humiliate us again. I mean, it was just like whenever I'm out in public, especially because we live in the West, bro. I'm sitting here like, man, there are so many situations that we could get ourselves into because we're young. You know, we're like, we're, sometimes we could be hooligans. No, no. Here, but here. it's like, 
um, what's it called? Nah, then we then we all sit in the car. And we're just sitting here like, man, they're lucky we fear a lot. Yeah, no, 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 like, remember when we were, yeah. we were at Three Brothers, right? Yeah. You know. We, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we no, we, we, we but we're we're out getting food, right? And we were driving, and some guy he has the audacity to come and flick us off. The three of us. We didn't even do anything to this guy. He just flicks us off. We just look at each other and we say, Dude. We just like <laughs> and the first thing you said, that guy is so lucky we fear Allah, because if not, then we would all we would have all got out the car, we would have beat him up. <laughs> I mean it'd be a whole different situation, yeah, because like when you fear Allah, these things aren't worth it. You know, it's not worth it's not worth you sacrificing your iman just to go prove a point. Like not, nothing, nothing is worth your connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And anything that is not permissible to you could sacrifice that connection you have with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like uh -huh. Anything that's not beneficial to you is me going to fight this person right now just because he did that. Is that going to help me get closer to Allah? Is that going to help me uh, establish uh, prayer in a better manner? Like have more khushu in my prayer? No, it's not. I'm pretty sure the Prophet he said, like yeah. he said, like uh, the best of you is like the one who controls the anger. Yeah. Like yeah, it, this is a very important thing. So that's that's something important to think about. Like I know we were talking about our experiences, but now it's time for like whoever's listening or watching this to think about your experiences. Like what's bringing you closer to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and like what what experiences are you going in uh, through in life? Are you sitting there and you're thanking Allah or seeking the guidance of Allah, seeking the help of Allah, making du'a to Allah? Because the power of du'a is unmatched. It's yeah, and it's and underestimated also, by a lot of people. And also like. The, the experiences that you experience reflect upon those experiences, good or bad. Why? Because if you don't, ref, experiences that go unreflected upon, what do they, they just become memories and you don't be, gain any more knowledge as a person. And knowledge that's unacted on is just foolishness. No, here's the thing though, like, like I said, like, you know, I had some sense of religion, right? So, you know, one, one thing, one thing I did know, like, I always learn from the mistakes of other people. And that's why that helped me avoid a lot of situations that, you know, could have ended in my demise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some follow the correct. Like I, you know, that, that that is something that I didn't notice about myself. It's just like, yeah, I'm, I learned from the mistakes of other people. Yeah, it's like a gift. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Well, see, the thing is also remembering that, like, I'm not seeking to impress or do anything in in the sense when it comes to people on this earth. Like, I'm not. I'm only the ally of the Muslim on this earth. Like if you are if you are my Muslim brother, if you fear Allah and you fear the last day, then you are my ally because you share La ilaha illallah. But other than that, you know, there's nothing else I have to prove to anybody. The only thing I'm seeking to prove is to my Creator that I am like trying to earn your mercy. But you, like any other person, like I'm, I have nothing to prove to you. I have no sense to prove like, oh, I'm smarter than you, or I'm better than you at this, or I'm stronger than you, or I can beat you in a fight. Like I have, th that's not going to help me in any sh way, shape, or form when it comes to my deen, when it comes to me answering to my Lord on the day of judgment. Because I don't want to have that level of arrogance, that level of overconfidence in my heart. I want to have only the humbleness and the sincerity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that like, I believed in you and I believed in your messenger and I followed your commands. Mm -hmm. And that's all. SubhanAllah. Yeah, SubhanAllah. And you know, with that being said, that's going to close out this video. I want everybody to think about, like, your experiences. And think about, like, you in the past, how you would, like, um, react to certain situations that you go through now. And, like, if you go through situations, like, better now, like, you know, compare, compare like, your life. Like, reflect upon your life. Just like you, you're supposed to reflect upon the Quran. Reflect upon your life. Like while you were um, seeking the guidance of Allah and when the guidance of Allah had reached you, that type of stuff. And you know, with that being said, you know, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.
All right, guys, make sure you like this video and share this with your friends and family. Make sure you subscribe, turn on post notifications, hit that bell icon. And uh, we're still students of knowledge. We're not scholars. We're open for correction. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.